You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 207, part one, welcome the year of the yin water rabbit for each zodiac animal. Welcome to episode 207 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list. You can go to mindfuldesignschool.com or look in the show notes and sign up. We have special free events and workshops and content for newsletter subscribers only. So we hope you'll join our newsletter list and join our community so we can get in touch with you more often. So this episode, we have the first part of a two-part series where we will review the energy, the new chi that we're welcoming in for the year of the yin water rabbit. So we're going to go through today and talk about the energy of yin water, the energy of the yin water rabbit, and then we'll go through almost half of the zodiac animals and then tune in next week where we go over the other half, right? Are you excited for this new yin water rabbit year, Laura? I wouldn't say I'm excited for it. It's because it's probably going to be a quieter energy than past years. And for me personally, I'm a rat. It's pretty neutral. I'm looking forward to quieter chi that's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. In a future episode, so next episode, we're going to go over the rest of the animals Mm -hmm. and then I think in the following episode, yeah, the following episode, we're going to go over the nine star key, which is another form of astrology that we use with BTP feng shui. But you're also moving into a what a two earth mm-hmm. year as a mm-hmm. one water. So that also is kind of doubly quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be pretty quiet, but in a, a good quiet. Yeah. Do you remember how your last rabbit year was? No. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked to be fair. I'm going to be yeah, honest. Yeah, we should look. And that's like suggestion for all of you. So this is like a 12 year cycle with the Chinese Zodiac. And then you'll learn when you listen to the nine star key episode, it's nine year cycle. So it's interesting to look back to what, what happened to you 12 years ago and reflect upon that to see. And I'm so about me, I'm a dragon. And so the relationship with the rabbit is a little bit challenging. There's an ancient, Chinese poem that my teacher Rosalie told me that in the poem, it says that when dragon and rabbit are together, there will be many tears. And to me, I kind of think that's connecting to that original story of the great race where there's the story where there's this great race that determined the order of the zodiac animals. And so during the race, the dragon helps the rabbit cross over the river by kind of sending a drift piece of driftwood and blowing, helping to create wind to carry the rabbit across the river because a rabbit couldn't do it on its own. And then meanwhile, the dragon goes and saves like a village, offers like rain, and then comes in fourth place. So I think maybe there's something like some kind of maybe difficulty there where like maybe the maybe the dragon wants to help the rabbit but the rabbit's not really into it i don't know i'm gonna see how i feel this year i'll let you know next year laura let me know yeah we're gonna talk about yin water first but when i was Mm -hmm. reading about rabbits i actually 
saw a lot of similarities with the rabbit and the rat, actually. You know, they're both considered like small rodent type Mm -hmm. animals and rabbits were actually considered rodents. Mm -hmm. But I think rabbits are thought as a super cute where like rats are not considered super cute. So it's kind of like an interest balance. They're like super cute. Yeah, and let's rats. Rabbits are not as resourceful as rats. I mean, rats can live in some pretty interesting situations and make the best of it. Rabbits are a little are a bit sensitive. They need, you know, um, the right conditions. Weren't you telling me that rabbits, if they get wet, they like die? <laughs> yeah. So this was really interesting. So there's a writer. Which is not the same for rats, obviously. They right. swim like they're super good swimmers. So I was speaking with a friend who creates pet shampoo and I was asking about, oh, could you develop? We were, For some reason, we were talking about rabbit shampoo. And she said, actually, that she did some research and you don't want to bathe the rabbits because their their bodies will have a really difficult time with that fluctuation in temperature from a bath. So it's not recommended that you bathe them and that they could die of that thermo shock. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. And I, you know, maybe we'll just talk about the rabbit first. And we're mm-hmm. definitely going to talk about this more in our class and give different nuances to it in the reset. But I think one thing is that, you know, rabbits are very fast and that's an agile and they have a lot of agility and they can hide by camouflaging themselves. So that's their main defense because they're a prey animal. So again, they have to be super sensitive. They can see almost 360 degrees and they have those long ears. So they're really tuning into all their senses, which is something that I said a lot about the rats too, but rats are like tough, mm-hmm. right? Rats yeah. can eat through steel. That's right? Yeah, they make the best of a bad situation, rats. Whereas rabbits are, I think rabbits thrive really well in good situations, <laughs> but they like, no, they also like the finer things. So one thing about rats and uh, rabbits, sorry, one thing about rabbits is that they, yes, they're peaceful and they're sensitive and they're kind and they're all these lovely things and they're well-mannered, but they are also, they like beautiful things and they like when things are pretty and, and they like luxury too. Some rat like rabbits, like they, they like that stuff. And it's funny that's like not rats or not like that, but but there is, I would say that rabbits aren't resourceful, but they're cunning. And they're also, because they have to be, and I think to them, uh, yes, they can hide, but they can also, when they run, they zigzag. They do it on purpose so that they can't be caught, right? They zig and they zag and they change direction. And so they do have that cunning ability and that can be a little bit unpredictable too with them, with their personalities. So there's more to the rabbit than we think. And we always think, oh, they're so cute and they're fuzzy and they're little and they're, you know, and... I don't know, they're quiet, but they're they they're not actually. They are very diplomatic. Yes, they're graceful and they're peaceful, but they also have another side which can be very cunning and you have to watch them sometimes. So yeah, and so the inherent element that's connected to the rabbit, which is different than the elemental quality of the year, but the elemental quality that's connected to the energy of the rabbit is wood, right? Mm-hmm. Yin wood. Whereas the tiger was yang wood. Mm-hmm. So the fixed element, meaning the quality that one of the elemental quality that's related to the rabbit, that's different than the elemental quality for 2023 mm-hmm. is yin wood. 
And yes. just for the listeners, tiger, the fixed element is wood, yang wood, even though last year the quality of the year was yang water. And so we can see that since we have a yin water year, yin water or water feeds and supports the fixed element of the rabbit, which is wood. So it is going to help and strengthen all these qualities of sensitivity, of agility, endurance, and gracefulness, and kind of like a more a more quiet time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it'll be helpful. And quiet's not bad, right? When I was saying, you know, the year might be quieter, but that's a time for to be really discerning, which is a rabbit. So they 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 don't jump into things, like they don't hop into things without thinking first. So they're very discerning. They're very diplomatic. They're very they they're very well mannered, and um, so all of those are all qualities that I think we can all use coming out of the tiger, which was much more volatile, right? Yeah, and I also read that since they're prey animals, they're they actually sleep with their eyes open. What? So it's also like reminding us as a whole next year, kind of, you can gently watch and be passive and you don't have to exert a lot of energy, but there's a lot to gain. And then I also read that they're herbivores and they actually re-ingest their poop, some of their poop to, to get more nutrients. So it's kind of tells us like, it's a good time this year to chew on things a bit like don't just mm -hmm. like get something and poop it out let it go <laughs> you could um you could receive more if you let go of the parts dispose of the parts that you don't need but there's still some meat in there some in, important some important things that you can keep getting a lot out of which is actually a great teaching in terms of feng shui too because a lot of people think oh this is so simple but then when we teach our graduates are like wow this is like really in depth so there's so much more and you can keep learning and learning and receiving benefit and energy from things that you put time into mm -hmm. and chew on mm -hmm. so what about the yin water qualities laura well yin water is quieter because it's yin so yin is you know smaller darker quieter not as fast and I, we talked a little bit this when we were talking to Katie. Okay, so if you're young water, like last year, it's a rushing stream, like it's a, you know, fast moving water or big water. This year, it'll be small water. I like to think small water of being a light rain or a mist. And I think you were saying dew, which I like dew because that makes me think of grass beating on dew and then the rabbit eats that grass and the dew so there's that whole nourishing the the rabbit year and that's what that that yin water does is it's very um it can go far and it can nourish the soil and keeps things nice and moist and not you know you know not arid and so it's a really nice quality it's also kind of you know damp and all these things i mean there's other things to it and it's quieter but water qualities overall beyond the sort of yin part of it is again that freedom of thinking, artistic creativity, letting things flow, you know, thinking deeply on things, having wisdom. And yeah. So let's just go ahead and jump into our top line review of the overall energy of each zodiac animal, like looking at the energy of the yin water 
rabbit and how it will impact each of the 12 animals. And we're going to go over a few of them this week and then the rest next week. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll probably go over the first four or three and then do the rest next week. So before we get started, we want, we always like to remind people of, of a couple things. One is that there is 12 animals in the Zodiac and there's an important energetic interaction between the birth year of your animal and the current year, the water rabbit, which we'll talk about. And if you're interested in this, we really want you to look into it more. There's so many amazing, very talented four pillars or Batsu practitioners, and they'll actually look at your overall chart because there's actually an animal that's related to not only your year of birth, but also your month, your day, and your hour, which all comes together. Those are those are the four pillars. So again, like your birth year is only one part. There's three other pillars to make four pillars, including the month, the day, and the hour of your birth in your natal chart. And so this is only one part in feng shui. We consider your astrology as one of the parts that influences your success in life. And in feng shui, we also teach and believe that your environment is also woven into the fabric of your life. So your environment is that feng shui aspect and it's woven in with your birth time, also your good deeds, your hard work, the education, and what you do in your life. This all comes together to create your life and to create a beautiful life for you and your own unique version of it. So we don't want you to panic if maybe this year is more challenging for you because everything is cyclical and you will have your day in the sun. And Laura, do you want to offer your Chinese the the quote? The Chinese Chinese saying that the animal of your birth year is the animal that hides in your heart. I want to say it's like at the end, it's like the most has the most personal connection with you. Uh, But again, as Angie said, there are three other pillars that come into play. But this is why it's fun to sort of think about these, using these animals as inspiring you, your direction for the year and for you to think these out, these things through because it is so close to your heart. And Angie, do you want to do the note about the birth date? Yes. And we're going to talk to you about like what year is connected to what animal. But if your birthday is between January 1st and February 4th, your zodiac animal is the preceding year. So it's a year prior And if you're really curious about this, again, we really recommend you hire a feng shui, sorry, not a feng shui, a batsu or four pillars, same thing, batsu and four pillars, or sometimes it's called bazi. It's the same Chinese astrology. There's many very talented practitioners out there. And also, I I always say every year, Laura has a little rat hiding in her heart, (laughs) and I guess I have a little dragon. So That's right. Now, you did say about the first and the but the, the days that we're going to give them. Yeah. So that, okay. Birthday between yeah. January 1st and February 4th. Okay. Perfect. So, last, okay. so last, when we did it with Katie, did I start? Or... We didn't do that years. Oh, I know. But which animal did we, let's do the opposite. Oh uh, yeah. You, you started with the rat. Okay, I think. Then I you think. want to start with the rat? Yes. So rats, which is me, rats are resourceful. They like to be busy and they can sniff out opportunities The years for the rat is 1948, 
And rats are best friends with dragons, snakes, and monkeys. And generally, it's a neutral relationship this year with the rabbit uh, and sort of going forward, the rabbits and rats, they they generally get along. We know they're both rodents. They're both small, as we talked about. Uh, if rabbits and rats, again, they're both cunning and, and, and resourceful and they're calculating under the surface. You don't know that about, you know, rabbits, but they are calculating. And if their uh, goals align, so if they can work well, to, if they can work together, then it, it works out well. So overall, it's neutral. And it would be, you know, for me as a rat, seeing the opportunities that a rabbit would present. And for me, it's a little bit more quieter and diplomatic, you know, and again, neutral overall. And what we recommend rats would do is to flow with what comes your way to sniff out opportunities. Great. Are you going to do that? Yes, sure. Yes, I'm <laughs> going to do that. And then wait, but do you want to know who you're most compatible with? Right? Yes, I think the rats want to know who they're most we, compatible yeah. with. Yeah, so I said, though, I did dragon, monkey, and your bestie is ox. And then you clash with horses. Mm. And if you guys come to our reset program, we'll also tell you more, like your best months and your best hours, but you got to come to our reset mm -hmm. program. Okay, so next we'll go over the ox. So oxes are very steady, eddy, hardworking. They can plow through problems very calmly. If you're born in the year uh, 1949, 1961, 1973, 1985, 1997, 2009, or 2021, you're born in the year of the ox. Oxen are great with snakes, roosters, and rats, and they have an okay relationship with rabbits the rabbit yeah these two animals the rabbit and the ox have different philosophies in life like the practical ox like oxen are really practical they're hardworking. they're connected to the earth they're you know they're carrying loads they are kind of they're they're connected to the earth like the rabbit is but they're not as into comfort like the rabbit is so the uh, the practical ox doesn't have the same amount of patience for the or the time for the rabbit's love of creature comforts so something to keep in mind and their overall energy for the year is neutral so we recommend for the year of the rabbit oxen stay the course be true to yourself and oxen usually do this. They're pretty like steady, right? Steady, eddy, hardworking. And just take the time to find joy in the simple things in life, the way that you do it best. And just again, you are the most compatible with those born in the year of the snake, the year of the rooster, and the year of the rat. But you have a challenge, a clash with those born in the year of the ram. Mm -hmm. Next, tiger. Tigers are dynamic, self-reliant. Tigers leap forward with creative ideas. The years of the tiger are 1950, 1962, 1974, 1986, 1998, 2010, 2022. And tigers are friends with horses, dogs, and pigs. They, the bold and dynamic energy of the tiger it doesn't really mix well with that peace loving rabbit so they're both wood but they're sort of like two sides of that wood element 
Tiger's approach to life is a bit too aggressive for the diplomatic rabbit. In, but but again, they still have that wood in common. They still have common ground when needed. Overall, the energy of the year is so-so for a tiger. And what they can do this year is they can find their own peaceful yin side and learn to appreciate the quieter energy this year. Cool. So we hate to do this, guys, but you have to tune in next week. Next week, we will go over the rest of the animals. That includes the rabbit, the dragon, the snake, the horse, the ram, the monkey, the rooster, the dog, and the pig. So be sure to tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast, please share it, subscribe, leave a review. You can support us by checking out our offerings at mindfuldesignschool.com. We teach a feng shui certification program. We teach people how to become feng shui practitioners. We also teach people about feng shui and to dive in deeper beyond like the superficial stuff. So we really hope that you will come to one of our classes and that's the best way to support us. You can also sign up for our mailing list. Go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom and there's a place to sign up there. And we have a lot of special offerings and unique experiences as well as content for our newsletter subscribers only. We love you guys. So I hope you join our newsletter community, our Mindful Design Holistic Spaces community. And we hope you're having a wonderful January and we'll see you next week for the rest. <laughs>